Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, William is recording. I am. Yeah, I'm just assuming it's that. Yeah, just just assume. Okay. <clears throat> Are we ready? Hello and welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss. Hello, if you haven't heard episode one of this series, you won't know that we are being responsible with our social distancing. Yep, I'm in my own flat, social distancing. William is with Mikey in his big, massive mansion. Uh, Thank you. Uh, We're not together, but we're not going to let the old corona get in the way of us helping you deal with the everyday dilemmas of modern life. We, as always, are here for you. Look how, I mean, I know there's a lot more going on in the world, but look how we're on webcam. Look how dry my hands are. Well, you're frozen, so this is this is completely irrelevant. I'm putting hand gel on now as I speak, or as I like to call it, hand lube. <laughs> You've got to keep yourself entertained to pass the days away, haven't you? Lockdown cannot be lifted soon enough. I look like my hands, you know, like when you've been in bath for too long and your balls go saggy, that's exactly what my hands look like. Anyway, where are we? Uh, yep, Series 5 of Help I Sex With My Boss. It's a good excuse to get the gin out and have a laugh and crack on as normal. That's what everybody else is doing and that's what we're doing. People are working from home, we're working from home, we're cracking on as normal. So episode 1 and 2 of this series was recorded a few weeks ago before um, the isolation and before all this started to happen. What are you laughing at? What are you laughing I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking stupid. Oh, what are you laughing at? I'm trying to. Rec- I'm sorry, G and Divas. William, what's up? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. 
What's up? Oh, it's just I just got the giggles. <laughs> because your web your webcam's only refreshing every thirty seconds. Ben's Ben's making me laugh. My microphone's propped up on a Who's Who 2015. The whole thing's ridiculous. <laughs> Okay, should we should we crack on? Yeah. Right. Just read the f- just read the line because I'm gonna I'm gonna turn my hair out here. We'll share with you what's happening in our isolated lives next week. But let's go back in time to a simpler life where we could all buy lavatory paper. Oh, toilet roll! A time when we had bog roll. Right. For now, sit back, raise a G and D. Hopefully wipe your arse on some proper actual toilet roll and enjoy the second episode of Help, I Sexted My Boss, Series 5. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Help, I Sexted My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life, answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to everyday dilemmas, like do you need to change your boxes after going for a run? Depends how far. And will you still get a handwritten response from William if you send the podcast a letter? And of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss? But we're not your usual agony ants, are we, William Hansen, UK's now third leading etiquette expert? <laughs> You're dropping down that table, son. You need a big three points on Saturday, don't you? You are slipping down. No, we're not, Jordan North. I'm more crumpets, you're more dumpets. I don't get that one. It's from Lizzie, so blame her. Come on, give me the D. I'm more crumpets, you're more dumpets. Right. Do, you know, do you know what crumpets are? Yes, I had, I had three on Saturday with peanut butter. I'm, I'm enjoying hot cross buns at the moment. Right, let's get you a little D. First time I've pulled a top in a while. I'm going for a run after this. Are you? You're going to change your boxes? Um, you no, even I'll, then I'll probably just get straight into my trackies. Do you have um, like mm. clothes for the house when you get in from work, and then pajamas? I, I have a smoking jacket. Do you? Yeah. So I have like trackies. The ones that me and Ben have the same trackies that you. Oh copy yeah, because you, you dress you dress the same. Way. Um, so I have trackies that I put on around the house because I can't get my pajamas like six seven o'clock. It's just weird. So I have like stuff that I wear around the house: trackies, hoodie, and then round about. 10, 9, 10 o'clock, I put my stuff for bed on. What is your stuff for bed? Um, I put my boxes back. <laughs> no, I've, I've got um, I've got some, like, pyjama bottoms, shorts. Actually, right, I got these shorts from ASOS last year. Can I have some gin shorts. in this, please? Yeah, pyjama shorts. Honestly, I can, I can only wear them in bed because... Well, that's generally what pyjama shorts are for. My housemates have stopped me from wearing them because when I'm on set, team. <laughs> <laughs> my bollock always pops out. Thank you. <laughs> I don't even notice. I'm like, oh, Joe's like, mate, like, what? He's like, you, what? You bollock, what? You bollock. I was like, all oh, right. So, yeah. Wow. Little insight into my home life there. Anyway. Uh, Shall we toast somebody? Yeah, who are we going to toast? Let's to? toast Lizzie for coming up with that hilarious I'm more, you're more. No. Don't want to talk well, to you me. thought it was hilarious. Let's toast. Well, it is Easter this week. Why don't we toast the person that we wouldn't really be celebrating Easter without? Mm. Mr Kipling. No, the Easter Bunny. The Easter Bunny. I thought you were going to say Jesus. Mr Cadbury. The Easter Bunny took is my... Is the Easter Bunny in the Old or the New Testament? I can't remember. I can't remember. The Easter Bunny took my daughter away. Took your what? 
You don't know what a Dordie is, do you? No. I think it's a Burnley word. It might be a. It might it's be a probably Lancashire. just a Jordan word. No, it's a Lancashire word. A, how are we spelling it? A Dordie. It's a nickname for a dummy. Oh, ooh, they're a bit common. Did your mum never used to say, take your Dordie out when you speak I never had a staff. dummy. Did you not have a dummy? I was not allowed. I had a dummy up until year eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, ben, have you heard of Dordie? You know when you have to give you know when you get to a certain age and a kid has to give up a dummy, but they get attached to it. It just turns into So a I remember my mum said to me, I was about four, maybe five, mm-hmm. and she said when You had Easter, a dummy at four. When the Easter bunny comes, he's gonna leave you some eggs, but he's gonna take your, your dory away because your dummy because you're too too old now. And I remember it. And did you cry? Uh yeah, I think I did. My little nephew, we, do you not say? I always say to my nephew, because he always has it in at home, and I'm like, take your Dordie out if you're going to speak to me. No, well, I, 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 you shouldn't have them. It might be a Burnley word, it might be a Lancastrian word, either way. Well, writing answers on the back of a postcard. Anyway, Easter Bunny has got my dummy. Gosh, well, Easter Bunny, how dare you. Um, if you have any sort of major dilemmas like Dordie's going missing, then you can always write in to us. Our email address is help at sexedmyboss.com or you can tweet us at sexedmyboss. Or you can write to William who promises a handwritten reply on his own letterhead paper. The address for that reply is on our website, sexedmyboss.com. Lovely. What are we talking about this week? What's on the cards? You know when we were in Edinburgh for the tour? Yep. And I had to go and see the emergency dentist? Yep. Um, and he gave me a filling because one of my old fillings had fallen out. Yeah. Well, that temporary filling he gave me was made into a permanent filling yesterday. Yes, it was. Um, I heard about this because you messaged producer Ben. I did message producer Ben. How do you know that? Uh, because Ben forwarded on this. What? Have a listen to this. This is fantastic. This is William. Well, as you know, for those that have had filling, and this was an old filling, I have to say, not a new one, being replaced, um, you have to have anaesthetic, and I'm a bit squeamish with needles. Um, and um, He only likes a little prick in his bottom. <laughs> anyway, it makes If you're him... listening to the podcast for the first time, I promise you it don't get much better than this. <laughs> I'm being serious. Like, it, yeah, that, we, we go that low. That is how we scrape the barrel. Carry on. But it makes your mouth numb, basically. So, And, and Ben wanted to know something, so I think I, I messaged him. Yeah, have a listen to this. Hi, Ben. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. So, no, I've just had a fiddling at the dentist. Um, I wish I'd been putting this voice on, but I'm not. Hopefully it's worn off by tomorrow. Hope you have a lovely afternoon. Goodbye. Because of where it was on my mouth, it made it particularly bad. Did it? Mikey thought it was hysterical. Yeah, I, I, you sound like a proper posh Tory there. Right. I was actually worried that it would it would carry on until today's recording, but thankfully... Oh, that would have been hilarious. I've chipped my tooth playing rugby. You've chipped playing rugby? How butch. What age were you? <laughs> what age were you? I think it was in year seven. Year seven. I'm still there. Got a bit of... What position were you? What? What position in rugby? I was a b- back. That's as far as I know. I don't know much about rugby. Did you, I, but I th- that was quite posh for you to play rugby. Yeah. When I th- thought you'd be a football school. Yeah, no. Um, if you get my drift. No, the first high school I went to, they played rugby. High school? Mm. In America? What do we call that? Well, secondary school, don't no, we? it's high school, isn't it? 
high school? I don't think we call it high school. Anyway. The other thing that it came back to me, you know when we've talked about this last week, when you came to, to my house for your birthday soiree, your 30th birthday soiree. If you ever said to me, for your big birthday, you're going to be in William Hansen's house eating chicken, slowly getting drunk on wine and gin, mm. I would have said, what a sad state of affairs your life's Oh, and into. my neighbour did that nice Toblerone cheesecake for Oh, that was well yeah, good, that. That was nice. It a bit sickly, though, weren't it, after a bit? Well, you had a second piece. Yeah, I know, but you can't have, like, three... It would, I'm not just saying it, it's the best cheesecake I've ever had. Well, it was very nice, yes. But after two... Because we had two slices, didn't we? You and I actually did have no one else did. Oh. <laughs> anyway, go on. in the corner that did it. Wibbly, um, wobbly, wobbly. But when we then we then moved on after pudding, we did it British style. and then had ch- We then moved on and had cheese. If you are in France, you would have the cheese before the pudding. Oh, would you? Why? Yes. After oh, they're French. And... Um, uh, and we left the cheese before the pudding. No wonder they had a revolution. And... Um, <laughs> You clearly don't know the etiquette of a cheese board. Because, and everyone picked you up on it, you chopped off the nose of the brie. What is the nose? I didn't even know cheese had a face, never mind a nose. <laughs> what are you going on about here? Right, so you've got a triangular piece of brie. Yeah. The et- Because obviously that cheese doesn't start off as a triangle, it starts off as a circle that is then portioned up into triangles. Yeah. And the best bit, cheesemakers will tell you, is in the centre of the cheese, so the centre of that circle. I never knew that. The most intense, milkiest, creamiest flavour, in the instance of a brie or a camembert or something like that. And so if you then cut the nose off the triangular portion of cheese, you are taking the best bit for yourself and not sharing it with the group, which is thus bad manners. So the etiquette of a cheese board is you keep the triangle and cut along the long pieces of the cheese so everyone gets a little bit of the middle. What about when you're spreading dairy lee? I think that's a different process. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for cutting the wrong... Che- it was my birthday, I can do what I want. Well, and that's why we probably let you off. But in future, if you ever get invited back, don't. I think I cut the nose of the cheese at your mum and dad's, actually. Yes, probably. Oh, shit. It's all right, they can't think any less of you. <laughs> hey, come on! Apart from making them turn the cooker off at half one in the morning. <laughs> Sorry, Arga. Um, anyway, so please, please remember that for future. How's your wardrobe? Oh yeah, I've been Have having fixed it yet. I've been having wardrobe issues. Um, oh, it's a bloody nightmare, William. I'm not going to lie to you. I had to. Uh, so basically, they came and measured my fitted wardrobe. Collapsed on me when I was rearranging it a few weeks ago. They came uh, and measured it up, and then they fitted what I thought was going to be a matching wardrobe, mm. but they basically came into my room and put up what I can only describe as a children's dollhouse. Now, I have a lot of clothes. None of my clothes would fit in it. It's, and it's one of those Or indeed, cheap, none of your clothes fit. It's one of those cheap, like, B&M bargains wardrobes. Do you know the ones I mean? That like everyone no. has. The ones you used to have at uni. You know, those wardrobes that everyone had. The basic ones. So, yeah. You have actually complained, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. Because you sent me your complaint. <laughs> oh, don't. Yeah, I sent a very strong-worded letter to my estate agent. Hi, Debbie. Thanks for sorting my cupboard issues so quickly. Really do appreciate it. Oh, don't really. How nice. Bearing in mind, Jean Divas, I hate confrontation. Like, I hate... I can't cope with it. Unfortunately... 
The cupboard that was fitted on Wednesday wasn't exactly what I was expecting. I was under the impression it would be a fitted wardrobe, or at least a large one. As you can see from the attached photograph, the new cupboard is quite small compared to the last one, and will not fit all my clothes in. I mean this with the utmost respect, but it's also quite cheap looking. Oh, get you! <laughs> and really doesn't go with my room. <laughs> oh my God! What has happened? To it's、me? also damaged and scuffed. See last picture. <laughs> I'm really not happy with it, so I've ordered a large clothes rail that will arrive tomorrow. I know this is a difficult situation, but could you please arrange for Dave or someone else to come and collect? Dave's the one who thinks I've got a missus. Oh right,、uh, come and collect and maybe take back to the original buyer again. Thank you for sorting this out. I know you're really busy, and sorry if I'm being hard work, Jordan. P.S. Feel free to call any time if you'd like to. Wow. I mean, you have changed. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? I thought it was. You're far too. You're like, this is a bit of a problem, but I'm really sorry if I'm sorry. Yes. This is a bit of a problem, but I'm really sorry, Peter. Help me, please come. Help me. Thanks. What would you have put there, Gobshite? The wardrobe is not、uh, not in keeping with、uh, what was originally advertised with the room. Please, can this be sorted? And that's why you have no friends and people don't like you, and why you're nearly bankrupt because nobody wants to spend money on your business anymore. <laughs> Just speaking the truth, bitch. At least my business works six days a week. <laughs> Fair one. I don't know why I'm going to ask you this question, but I'm going to ask it to you anyway.、Mm-hmm. Are you kinky? Because a few people, one person in particular, keeps messaging me, and I mean keeps messaging、What? me on Instagram, asking if I know if you're kinky. Because there have been several episodes last series where you would mention handcuffs. No, I know this is the right. So basically, it's because I, I mentioned putting your hand over. Oh yeah, that and handcuffs.、Uh, and on air, I mentioned handcuffs. I said I know my handcuffs. Joking, and everyone texting going, "Oh, hang on!" I did it on purpose. I knew what I was saying. Um, Makes a change. I mean, what a question to ask someone. Are you kinky? It depends.、I've... What's your definition of kinky? <laughs> <I've>... <laughs> what have you done that's kinky? I've been tied up with a dressing gown belt. <laughs>、uh, what material was the dressing gown? <laughs> Silk, cotton,、um, co- wool. Cotton. Chain mail, cotton, cotton. What was tied up? <laughs> Damn that coat! Good lord! <laughs> we, um, I don't know if we. So is put... that your definition of kinky? I've been spanked. Oh! <laughs> no wonder I'm not working anymore. Oh come on! Who hasn't? Well, me for a start. It's with a fly squat as well. It left a really a fly squat. Fly squat, whatever it's called. Left a really horrible. Oh my god, on, that's so unhygienic. Left a really horrible mark on my ass. Was this recently? No, recently we used. No, I don't actually want to know. Ping pong ball rack, and it really hurt. So in answer to you, yes, I'm kinky. No, I'm joking. Ping pong ball joking. rack. What they called a bat for a ping pong. I haven't been sp- I, right for what it's worth. I am joking. I've never been spanked, but I, I was once on holiday with my mates, and my mate whacked me on the ass with a ping pong bat, and it freaking hurt. But no, I won't say I was kinky. 
I'm not vanilla. I don't want to talk. I'm, I'm a private person. I don't want to talk about my sex life. You basically just have. What? I'm going to have to boil, wash my dressing gown when I get back. Have you... Would you say you're kinky? Absolutely not. No? No. I bet Mikey is. Is it true he likes to wear his uniform in bed? And no, that's not true, because you would not let him anywhere near your bedroom with his work boots on, would you? No. No. What's the kinkiest thing you've ever done? Probably left the bedding on more than seven days. <laughs> oh, you dirty bastard. I know. Yeah. No, I'm not... And I'm, No, I'm not kinky. I don't think I am. I've been pissed on. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Whoever wrote in asking if Jordan's kinky... Oh, that is one thing I wouldn't. Good, thanks for clarifying. No, I'm not kinky. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Jordan's joke of the week. It is, if I can get my phone. Let's see what our Lee sent us this week. How is our Lee? He's all right, yeah. He's good. I was mugged by seven dwarfs last night. I'll tell you the punchline after the break. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, welcome back. So my Jordan's Jolly Joke of the Week is I was mugged by seven dwarfs last night. Not happy. Surely, surely I was mugged by six, six dwarfs. Oh, I've told it wrong. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I was sorry. It should have been I was mugged. <laughs> you can't even tell it correctly. Shall I do it again? I was mugged by six dwarfs last night. Not happy. Shall we go to the listeners' questions? Mm-hmm. Oh, look at beautiful handwriting. Oh, wow, look at that. This is from Anna Jackson. Look, and she's got her own bespoke stationery. That's beautiful handwriting. It is beautiful handwriting. She's killed her wise and everything. Yes. And tease. Dear William and Jordan, brackets, and producer Ben. Oh. 
I have been waiting to receive my very own letter-headed paper before writing to you. I love the podcast and hope you can help me with the following question. I enjoy internet shopping. However, my partner and I are both junior doctors, so we are rarely in the flat, even at the weekend. Because of this, our parcels often end up being delivered to a neighbour. I did not think this was a problem, as I would be more than happy to accept delivery on their behalf. We have an elderly neighbour who we often drop off and pick up from the local working man's club and he used to accept our deliveries. However, his daughter has recently moved in and started to reject our parcels. This has complicated things as we have listed his address as a safe place. In this modern age, what is the etiquette of having parcels delivered when you may not be in? Is it acceptable to request parcels to be left with a neighbour? Is it rude to reject a parcel? Yours sincerely, Anna Jackson. I mean, I am thinking, what's some people are so horrible. What's wrong in taking parcels to your neighbour? But if it is all the time, it, it, I know you'd get annoyed if you was collecting parcels for your neighbour. No, I wouldn't, because my neighbour's one of our very close friends. Yeah, I think it is a bit rude to reject. Do you? I don't know if it depends, though. I think I'd probably go and talk to the the man, the, the person you take to the working man's club, and say, oh, um... Have we have we upset your daughter? She seems to be rejecting parcels. Or would you prefer us not to get parcels delivered? I thought it was okay. Do you know what I'd do? Seeing as it's tit for tat, you do something for him. I'd bang on door, but like, listen here. You, you can't apply your working class Burnley origins. Listen to here, this. flower. I pick your dad up from um, working men's club all the time. We've got an arrangement. Plus, I'm a junior doctor, so I'm working every hour God sends. Right. All they ask is you to take him in. You've only moved in because he's on his way out and you think you're going to get the flat. So sort yourself out a couple of times a week. I'm asking for a few deliveries to the house. It's not much. I'll carry on picking your dad up from the working men's club whilst you feed off his inheritance. Or you move. That's the other option. I can be all right. Nasty bitch, me, can't I? Mm. Mm. That's why I like you. (laughs) (laughs) I get it from my mum, you know. As, As I'm getting older now... Right, there's two things I've started to realise. I'm getting more and more like mum and dad. I keep saying as well mm. now, I promise I'd never turn into my dad. I keep saying at bars and when I'm paying for stuff, I keep going, oh, what's the damage? Mm. And, yeah, my mum's got a sharp tongue. After four Proseccos, whoa. Four Proseccos, is that Wendy North? I'll tell you once, I was at a party and she went, you can shut up and all. I went, I didn't say out. She went, you're about to. Wow. Yes. Tongue like an adder. Mm. Mm. Okay, next question. We had a drink, old Wendy. This is a uh, an email from Rhiannon. Oh, you've got a nice surname, Rhiannon. I won't read it. But it's very, what very grand. It? I can't say it because we don't. She hasn't signed it off. Can you even say that, or are you going to be on the floor? No, dear William and Jordan, correct way round, just for you, William. Oh, Massive fan of the podcast. So Thank can't. You. So can't wait for all the delight Series 4 has in store. Well, respectfully, you're not that big of a fan if you think we're on Series 4. We're in Series 5, Rihanna. Get with the programme. Rihanna. Oh. In a very early episode, you touched on tea and coffee and the etiquette when getting a brew in the workplace. However, in an earlier job of mine, while I was training, there was an expectation for me to make the teas and coffees. Oh, I was always the brew bitch. I still have now. Kinky. I don't I'm drink... Not kinky. I, don't I do like scalding water on my nipples, though. Is that a thing? I don't know, is it? I'm, just, I'm making it up. I, I don't know. I don't know what people are into. 
Each to their own. I don't drink either, so never go to make one. And I feel it was wrong of me to be expected to make them when... One, I don't know how to, and two, I'm not going to get anything out of making it for others. Typical millennial. Is it wrong of me to assume that I shouldn't have to do it for those reasons, or should I be more willing to do it? It also wasn't a part of the day-to-day aspects of the job. Hopefully I'll get a reply soon. Rhiannon. I hate brew roulette in the workplace. It's where it's like two o'clock in the afternoon... And it's that time where everyone's wanting a brew and you know if you go to the kitchen and you've got to say, anyone want a brew? About four or five people will. So you kind of all stare each other out. It's like some of an Attenborough documentary. The workers are sat at their desks. Sitting. Fuck off. They're at their desks. And they're all waiting for a brew. Who will be the first to be brave enough to enter the kitchen? And then, yeah, so my... Advice for that is there's nothing worse when you have to brew up for everybody else. Even at home, I always go and make a jack brew. A jack brew is when you make a brew for yourself. My advice is do it once, twice a week, but don't be that person that does it every day and say something to your colleagues. Be like, and do it, do it jokingly. Go, hey, Sue, you've not made a brew this week. Go on and get them biscuits out of the cupboard whilst you're at it. I've told you my solution for this before, and I appreciate this comes from someone who has never, well, other than a couple of weeks, never really worked in an office. You've worked in an office? Yeah. What I one? worked for a PR company. Did you? Yep. When? 2021. Oh, okay. For a couple of months, yeah. I organised lunches at the House of Lords. Anyway. Um, you lot really do all piss insane things, <laughs> don't you? You really do. Anyway, what's your advice? It's very... It's, it, tea is easy. Okay, Coffee is... if you No, it's co- not, because everyone has tea differently. Yes, and I've said this before. There's always that mm, woman goes... Shush! No, no, Robin, no builder's tea for me. No builder's... Oh, tray, off, tray of cups and saucers. Get a teapot or put the tea bags in if you're doing it the, the awful teabag way. You'd give everyone black tea. Kinky. You'd go round with a tray of milk, cold for tea, hot for coffee, and... White sugar for tea, brown sugar for coffee, and you go around and you get them to add in their milk and sugar to their own preferences. Yeah, well, that is not a bad shout. It's more efficient. Mm. And then you're just standing holding one tray. You go around all the desks. They take their thing. They do it. Job's done. Don't be a brew bitch unless you're starting out in radio because that's how you you start out. That was my first job making tea and coffee. Still is. I remember how all the presenters and editors at, at Radio Five Live and producers like the tea. How did Richard Bacon like his tea? He liked it quite strong, sometimes black. Okay, another one. I've come a long way. Dear Jordan and William, and hi guys to produce the bit. Hi guys. So, sorry. I like Stoke City, guys. Sorry, William. I know you will disapprove of me putting Jordan first, but I really fancy him. (laughs) Can I just say, why... Can I have some love from the gays? <laughs> could someone not write in and just say, I don't really care if you don't, yes. because I'm very happy with Mikey. But, William. but could someone, you're happy with your missus, I'm happy with Mikey. But could someone not just write in and go, oh, oh William. <laughs> what? Let's, What's that noise? Oh. <laughs> Let's watch Keeping Up Appearances and listen to Shawn Mendes together. That sort of thing. Could somebody not do that once? Why is it always about you? I've told you, William, you've got a face only a mother could love. 
That was a joke. That was a joke. I think you're very handsome. Oh, you're so sincere. I do think you're handsome. No, I know. I'm gorgeous. That's why I can't <laughs> understand it. Who said that? Can we... It's a bit... Stop. This is from Amber. Amber, look, all of you, it's just never going to happen. He's in love with his missus. Stop. Right. Ne- never say never to anything, Amber. Is it Amber? You don't. <laughs> Clearly. Help. My boyfriend is a bellend. <laughs> That's what she says. Yes, it does. Oh, sorry, Amber. Help, my friend's boyfriend, <laughs> Isabel. Oh, brilliant. He talks non-stop about himself. Oh, it's like someone who used to know. Trying to show off about his job and knowledge on everything. He talks over my friend when she tries to speak and then belittles her. He is arrogant, rude and has also freakishly tiny hands. He once famously quoted in reference to said friend, I didn't really like her Tinder profile, I just thought I could get a shag out of her. This was in front of her. I was livid. Since then, I have tried to avoid going to their house unless he is working nights and have even put off having a wisdom tooth removed because he works in the hospital department and I don't want to have his tiny hands near my mouth. (laughs) Sounds like Donald Trump. Do I suck it up and keep quiet, trusting my friend is happy and that if she loves him, then I should respect that? Or do I say that I think he is an insufferable dickhead and she could do way better? <laughs> Best letter, yeah. You're- insufferable is such a great word. You, I, I mean, I'd rather be called the C word. But if someone said to me, you are insufferable, that's like, yeah. Your excellent advice would be much appreciated in this matter. Much love and exceedingly happy to have you both back. I shall enjoy a very large D tonight in celebration of your return. So will I, Amber. Oh, Amber, that was a great letter. And you sound like a girl that's after my own heart, so... But Ben's just said in my ear, stop encouraging it, you little minx. I'm not. I'm flirting. Amber, look, we we all have... Some of sometimes, you know, our friends... They are free agents. They are cho- they are free to choose who they wish to date. And we've all had friends who their boyfriends or girlfriends at times we haven't liked. Mm-hmm. Why are you looking at me? Not sure. We, we, we all have friends that from time to time choose to go out, whether it's long-term, short-term, and date or be in a relationship with people we don't like. True. And you're absolutely right. You are friends with the friend and not their partner. I can't stand Mikey. Can't stand your missus. Common. And, uh, yeah, you just you sort of just have to ride it out, basically. Uh, I actually agree with William there. You'll be the bad guy if, if, if you if, start. If, if that, the, the boy in this instance, Amber, if, if the boy is a twit, the, the, your friend will soon discover that and get fed up. I, I, I think right will, any wrong will be righted. Um, and also be careful if she splits up with him. Don't go all guns blazing because I've done it before. It's got, I never liked him. He was an arsehole. It won't go for you because then two weeks later they get back together and they'll remember what you said. So just leave it until she's with someone else. If you don't, as soon as you split up, go, oh, he, he always talked over you. He had little weird hands, that kind of thing. Uh, question here via our Instagram DM. He slid into our DMs. Thank you, Rob. Uh, do you really have the D every episode, or is it just f- for show, and sometimes you just have a pomegranate juice? Can you post photo proof of you enjoying the D? Well, we can if you really want. No, we have a D. Like, the idea is it loosens us up. 
I mean, have you not heard me speak? It's like lubricant for the body. It's <laughs> lubricant for the mouth. Yes. It's so we can delight you orally. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah, no, we have. I've had a few. I'm like, Sometimes you get more pissed than others. It depends what time we record the episode. I'm all right at the moment. I could do another. I'll have another, actually. You've reminded me. Oh, let's pour another. But no, it's not there for show. We do get pissed on it. Don't we, Willie? Yes, we do. We do. Uh, go on, one more question. Uh, well, this this one is something that came into us one on our live show. Oh, we've kept because obviously we get we part of the show is we don't want to give too much away. Uh, the second part of the show is is basically uh, questions from the audience. Some of them we don't get time to read out, so this is one of them. Uh, I work in a hospital, and Princess Anne (brackets not Margaret) is due to visit in a fortnight. Which one's she? The Queen's daughter. The oldest daughter. Well, the only daughter. Yes. Oh, she- what is the etiquette of offering her the D? I also know that it is polite to ask after people's families. Who should I ask after? Andrew, Harry or Meghan? Well, first of all, I'm going to butt in here. Don't mm. be like, how's your Andrew? Oh, he's been in a spot of bother lately. Or Harry, to be fair. Yes, I think, you know, you don't in, in the royal family instance, regardless of who you meet, you don't actually ask any direct questions. I know... Socially, it's nice to ask after people's families, but actually, when it comes to members of the royal family, you don't ask questions like, you know, how's your day been, ma'am, or um, what the fuck was your mother thinking letting Prince Andrew do news night, or any- anything like that. <laughs> it's not the sort of thing that you'd say. Do you not? Do you not make small talk with royals? They will drive the conversation. They are very good at driving the conversation. That's one thing I'm good at, you know. Driving the conversation. When we do our meet and greets and stuff at Toz. You, you you don't just have conversations. You get the whole backstory. Yeah. It's like an episode of This Is Your Life every time we do a meet and greet. Uh, sometimes. Oh, who have you come with, Amber? Oh, this your ma'am? Where's your ma'am from? Oh, ma'am, when did you have Amber? Oh, tell me, C-section? Or did you push her out? Oh, let me know. You just, it goes on forever. <laughs> He goes on, and I'm like, hello, thank you for coming. Photo, goodbye. Williams, at, at the end of our live show. Because I've got a place to be. I've got I to be- like to talk to people and meet the people that want to come to and see us on our shows. You, I won't I like that up. too. No, but you we've don't. Got a- you hate it. You're there with bloody hand sanitizer. But we've got queues going round the block, because we're very fortunate, and you take forever. And I, like, give you a nudge and you don't get it. And they're going like, oh, come on. Come on! Sorry for being nice. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd put a gag round your mouth, but you probably like it. <laughs> I am not kinky. I'm not. I remember last time. I, no, we're moving on. Well, we've, we've finished. Okay, what, what have we learned? learned? Well, Jordan loves a dressing gown cord from time to time. <laughs> Once. Uh, we've learned that, you know, you do sometimes have to just cope with who your friends are going out with. Um, to sort of suck it up and get on with it. And we've also learnt that there's etiquette for cheese boards. Don't cut the nose off. Yes, and if and actually, um, if it's a rectangular cheese, like a cheddar or a Lancashire cheese, then you cut along the shorter lengths, not the longer lengths. Oh, dear. Yes. Oh. I mean, that's mainly a practicality thing. Oh. And similarly, if it's a little round cheese, like a little goat's cheese, or a borsat or something like that, then cut little triangles out of that. What about a baby bell? How would you eat that? I mean, just don't bother. We're going to try something new here, Jean Divas, and I'm not really thrilled about it. Oh, wait to sell something. If you give us a five-star review, a new five-star review, you can only do this if you've never reviewed us before. 
Basically, I will read out anything that you write in your five-star reviews, whether I like it or not. Oh, that's a great idea. As long as it's obviously not bigoted, I will read it out. That's our only condition to this. Bigots not welcome. So go on your Apple Podcast app, leave a review, and as long as it's not bigoted or the Labour manifesto, I shall read it out. (laughs) Yeah, go on iTunes, leave us a five-star. This is a good way of uh, getting five-star reviews. It's as if it was planned. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit fruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. Hello, G&Divas. We're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past get up today on tuesday our show at the london palladium will be streamed live into cinemas so if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas then come along and join us on the big screen help as sex and my boss live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now that's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema 